I'm A.J. Hoffman with the sports betting headlines for Wednesday. Aaron Rodgers now out against Kansas City. Vegas has made a huge adjustment in the line and the total. The Cleveland Browns have told Odell Beckham Jr., go home. Vegas thinks it means nothing. Is that fair? The Atlanta Braves, your World Series champions. What are the odds that they can repeat? We'll let you know. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. Almost. I'm AJ Hoffman live in Las Vegas, live on a Wednesday on 225 SFR. FSR stations across this great, great nation in studio with me. Oh, this is good. The one, the only two-time Super Contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezzik, makes his return to studio. Steve, how are you, my man? The bat phone rang, lots of quarterback changes, and I believe I've got the answers in terms of how many points these fellows are worth to the Las Vegas line. Well, I'm excited to get into this show. Let's start with the Vegas lead, which is, of course, Aaron Rodgers out for Sunday in the huge game against Kansas City, one of the games of the week. A huge line move, a huge move in the total. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, McKenzie, what does Aaron Rodgers mean to the Vegas lines? That's right. It will be Jordan Love starting in place of Aaron Rodgers, last year's MVP. Right now on pregame.com, the Chiefs are seven and a half point favorites. Right before this news, it was a pick'em game. Okay. So we're talking about a basically a seven and a half point adjustment. Is this a fair number, Steve? This is what you do. This is where you, you've got quarterback power ratings for this purpose. Is this the right adjustment for a player like Aaron Rodgers? It is spot on. I actually have the, the fallback to Jordan Love being a seven and a half points here. How do I get to that? Well, I've got Rodgers. He's my number two rated quarterback. He's two and a half points better than an average starting quarterback, an average being like a Carson Wentz or a Jimmy G. And Jordan Love, five points worse than an average starting quarterback. Difference between the two, seven and a half points. Vegas agrees. That's what the line move was. Yeah, this opened plus two and a half, and then prior to the news was a pick 'em. Let's let's first start there. Was the two and a half to a pick 'em, we assume that's related to Good performance Packers, bad performance Chiefs. Yeah, that really was the Chiefs. The Chiefs were horrendous against the Giants. Lucky to pull that game out. And what's been the book on the Chiefs? Defense, really disappointing. But you can count on their offense. They've been clicking. Just turnovers have set them back all year long. This was a little bit of a difference on Monday Night Football. We really saw that Chiefs offense struggle. And Mahomes, you know, all those unconventional things he does, throws against his body, fits the ball in. Um, He looked like, you know what? 
That's not what an NFL quarterback should be doing, and that's not something an NFL quarterback can get away with. He threw one early interception. He could have thrown two or three other ones. Yeah, I mean, he looks like Texas Tech Mahomes. He, <laughs> I, that's what it looks like. It looks like he's – and RJ brought this up the other day. It looks like he's trying to do everything – and that's I think he's right he's trying to do too much but I also think that he's he's just feeling like the things that were presented to him early in his career are no longer there and he's having a hard time making that adjustment I think almost every team that sees Patrick Mahomes going forward is going to play this too high safety and they're going to say we're not going to let you blow the lid off of us all these 75-yard Tyreek Hill touchdown passes, it's a thing of the past. Exactly. You're going to have to figure out a new way to beat us. And I don't think Patrick Mahomes – I'm not saying he can't figure it out. I'm not saying Andy Reid can't figure it out. What I'm saying is when you have the track record of success that those two guys have together, you've been to back-to-back Super Bowls. You're the MVP of the league. You look. It, people are saying after three years, you are the greatest quarterback in the history of football. Now, after eight games, people are saying, you better change something. I can see how you'd be slow to change. And he's an impatient guy. And I'd be impatient, too, with the success that he had going deep to the cheetah, etc., you know, Kelsey looks banged up to me. He does not look to be 100%. We know that the chief running backs are below league average. So just um, exploiting that defense by running the ball, it's not necessarily such a obvious viable option because, um, you know, Kansas City does not have, you know, the weapons. And you hate to be utilizing your fifth and sixth best offensive players. So now let's get to the other side and the, the A side of this list right now is Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers before this news came out was 8 to 1 to be the MVP of the league. Pretty good number. He he's up there. It's like Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, I mean Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. I saw Stafford was 6 to 1. Six I to think one. he should be the favorite. I think Matt Stafford should be the favorite as well. Different story for a different time. <laughs> but it, currently the fifth favorite behind those three guys Kyler Murray. That's your top 4 then Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if this is considered a lie, if it's sleight of hand. Aaron Rodgers, when when he was asked directly back in August if he was vaccinated, he said, I'm immunized. I think vaccination is a personal choice, and I'm not going to judge anyone who does or doesn't get it. Now, he could be saying, I, I'm, I've got you know, antibodies because I've had it, so I'm immunized in my mind. He didn't say, I've gotten the vaccine. He said, I'm, I'm immunized. So is that, a, is that a sleight of hand trick? Or is that an outright lie by Aaron Rodgers first? I almost feel like this is like a Jeopardy where you go ahead and say, what is immunize? <laughs> I don't know. And, and I, think that, I think that Aaron Rodgers had that. He knew he was going to be asked that question. And he answered a certain way. Now, McKenzie, uh, the, you said the NFL, they keep a list. So there's a, a there's documentation that you've got to present to the NFL. Now Aaron Rodgers owes nothing to these reporters who ask him these questions, but the NFL they're going to get to the truth of it because they're the ones touting these 93 percent vaccine numbers. 
You can't do that and just let, oh, I heard Aaron Rodgers say it in a press conference. It's got to be true. What's the, what's the tracking like there for the NFL, McKenzie? Per ESPN's reporting coming out today, the NFL has considered Aaron Rodgers as unvaccinated since the start of the season. Sources confirmed to ESPN. So because Aaron Rodgers is unvaccinated, there's no, there's no chance of, oh, maybe it was a false positive. Maybe if he, and because it's, I mean, we're only on Wednesday. They play Sunday. If he were vaccinated, there would be time for, for him to have two back-to-back days with a negative test after he's not showing symptoms. There's, there's actually time for that to happen. Because he's not vaccinated, he's in quarantine, which means he's not in the film room with Jordan Love. He's not talking to Matt LaFleur. He is separated from his team. They've got to go on this week without Aaron Rodgers altogether. To me, that feels different. There is something different about that where the leader of your team, and really, I mean, your ratings back this up, the most difficult to replace player, the most valuable player to their team's bottom line, you could argue, is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, worth seven and a half points to the Vegas point spread. Certainly in my numbers, uh, Mahomes is only worth seven. Now, Mahomes is my top-rated quarterback, but Chad Henney is a much better backup than Jordan Love is, and Brady is worth seven to the line. So um, absolutely a huge impact, and what a break for Kansas City. What was the narrative on Monday night? Wow. Look at that schedule. Murderer's Row. This team is really up against it. Well, now you look. Remember, they added that 17th game, and they're talking about how unfair it was um, to the the very good teams because they got they added a really good team. And for Kansas City, they had to play Green Bay. Wow, that's difficult. Well, turns out strength of schedule just dropped remarkably for this Kansas City team. It's going to turn out their NFC games, five of them, are going to be against the NFC East. They're already 3-0 against the cupcakes of the NFC East, and they're going to get to play Green Bay with Jordan Love. And that, to me, that makes this game maybe even more valuable. And RJ's he argued with me on this the other day about... RJ argued? Yeah, about the, <laughs> the Cardinals. Uh, and if, if they lost to the Packers without all the Packers receivers, I said that loss is, it means more to the Cardinals because if the Packers lose that game, they were supposed to lose that game. Mm-hmm. They ended up winning... So now not only did the Cardinals lose a game, they lost a game that they shouldn't have lost because the Packers didn't even have their full you know, regiment of weapons. Cardinals should win a little over 70% of the time given you know, the players that were on the field, right? And now this is a game that is certainly a bigger deal to the Kansas City Chiefs than it is to the Green Bay Packers. If, Absolutely. If the Packers lose this game... Okay, that sucks. That's a loss. Might lose home field. Good news is you're still in first place in your division. You, you, you're, I don't want to say you're guaranteed a playoff spot because if Aaron Rodgers' head falls off tomorrow, then <laughs> he, he would not, they would not be guaranteed a spot. Mm-hmm. Packers currently minus 2,000 to win the NFC North. <laughs> that feels... Um, it feels like a lock. It, it, if I, I know RJ would say there's no locks, but if I offered you plus 1,500 on the other side, 
uh, on no. Stop insulting me. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> you know, they, what, I'll give you plus two thousand. I'll give you plus three thousand if you only take the Lions and Bears. <laughs> but, you know what's amazing about this? If we if we rewind the dial back to preseason, remember we weren't sure Rodgers might pursue a Jeopardy's mm-hmm. uh, career. That for one day, one day, the Minnesota Vikings were the favorite to win this division. You could argue, and you're right. The narrative on the Packers was coming into the season how into it, how involved is Aaron Rodgers with things outside of football? How how important is football to Aaron Rodgers? Because there's guys like, you know, guys like Tom Brady. Part of what makes Tom Brady so great is that he's just lived and breathed football his whole life. That's that's all he really cares about. And sure, he'll do a, a commercial for, for Uggs every now and again. But for the most part, he, he's a football guy. One boat parade. <laughs> Two subway commercials, right? An UGS commercial, Which, apparently, and that's way, it, right? That's, by the way, that's all after he wins another Super Bowl ring. Like he's he's like, I'm out of fingers on this hand. I guess I'll do some commercials now. I guess I'll, I'll have a couple drinks on this boat at the parade. But what we've seen, and when the first game you saw of the Packers when they got their doors blown off by the New Orleans Saints, it was real easy to say, "Yep, there's confirmation." They were not ready. They are in a in a bad way. I would argue that since that game, really since about halftime of the Lions game week two, Aaron Rodgers has been the best player in the league. Uh, he has been completely dominant since halftime of week two. So I can go along with that. He he and Stafford, I would put you know one and one a right yeah. there. Yes, I, I think those, th- there's that's the only guys in the discussion. Uh, I mean Brady's had Brady's been incredible. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Brady was there until the interceptions against New Orleans, and now we'll we'll we'll, we'll put him number two. But maybe you even you you take it a little bit further and give Aaron Rodgers credit for the fact that he is the most valuable guy to his team. If like the Bucks still have a bunch of good players, even if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady's head fell off. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the Bucks would be a Super Bowl contender. I don't think the Bucks would be a a, a bottom six seven team in the league. No, though. we saw that with Jameis Winston, and this is before the upgrades with AB and Gronk and etc. That the Bucks should have been a 500 team with, with Winston. We've seen this movie before with Green Bay. That when Rodgers doesn't play, it doesn't become a. Are they going to make the playoffs? The discussion becomes: Is Green Bay going to be able to win a game? Yes, uh, Matt Stafford. We've seen the Rams without Matt Stafford for the last several years. They went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, who now everyone thinks is just like a, a homeless guy who found a Lions jersey and is playing quarterback for the Lions. <laughs> so it's you you could say that because of the team around Aaron Rodgers, the lack of talent around Aaron Rodgers, you could say he has been the most dominant player since that time and I don't think you'd get much much pushback. So for to say the the, the Packers are going to lose this game without him. Okay. If the Chiefs lose this game, it, it's not like the Cardinals last week where they lost the game and now it's like, ah, we're back into a first place tie. If the Chiefs lose this game and you think about, you mentioned the, the murderer's row of their schedule. Now, unless every quarterback keeps catching COVID right before they play the Chiefs, like I guess you got Derek Carr next week, Dak Prescott the week after that. Like if all those guys keep catching COVID, then maybe the Chiefs will be okay. 
if the Chiefs lose this and fall to four and five with their remaining schedule, I, I would bet that the Chiefs won't make the playoffs. I think that'd be a good bet. The Chiefs currently lined at season win number at nine and a half right now. The Chargers are actually still at ten and a half. I do think that's too high for the Chargers. Vegas is nine and a half. So think about this. The Chiefs are not above those other two teams. I'm going to throw Denver into the garbage bin. And if they drop a game they should win, they're in deep trouble. So if the Chiefs lose this, they, it's not that they're out, but I think the Raiders are better than everybody thought they were going to be. I think the Chargers, I, the Chargers aren't as good as they felt four weeks into the season, but they're not bad. It, it's an uphill battle. Now, I will say this. The AFC, much more than the NFC, feels like there's some wild card spots to be had. In the NFC, the Rams-Cardinals runner-up is taking a playoff spot. The, sure. Saint, the Saints are almost certainly taking a playoff so spot. So they've almost got six of the seven playoff spots wrapped up. There's in the one NFC. left. Yeah. In the AFC, you, I mean... The AFC East feels like maybe the Patriots could get a spot. Oh, certainly. Maybe. Certainly. The the Bills are a lock. The Titans feel like a lock at this point. Indy could easily get a playoff spot. Still. They could. The AFC North seems like there's a few teams that, that have a shot at it. I, I would argue that maybe you can't even eliminate any of those AFC North teams just no, yet. No, you cannot. And then the AFC West, I think the Broncos are a lot less than what everybody thought they could be. But you could say there's three teams looking for a playoff spot there. So there's only about five teams in the AFC that I feel comfortable saying, nope, not them. Dolphins, Jets, Texans, Jags, Broncos. I agree. So it's it's wide open, but if the Chiefs lose this, they're looking up at basically everybody but those five bottom feeding teams, and no easy division games, really difficult schedule, and they've and they've got their three cupcakes from the NFC East already. They already got their wins there. Stuff to play the Cowboys. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to take a look uh, at what the Cleveland Browns are up to now, and Odell Beckham. What's going to happen with him? What he means to the line? All that and more coming up next. But first, I'm AJ Hoffman. He's Steve Fezzik. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm AJ Hoffman in for RJ Bell. Steve Fezzik in with me. In just a minute, we're going to wrap up this uh, conversation about the Kansas City Chiefs and how it relates to a game that we saw played last week, how, how likely it is to see the same result. First, I've got to say, this is the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. The audience has more than doubled in the last year. That's because of you guys spreading the word. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Search for Straight Out of Vegas. Here on the Strip, it's 79 degrees, and the neon is percolating. RJ likes to say that, percolating, like it's coffee. I don't, I don't know totally. I don't get it totally, but <laughs> I like it. It's like the old coffee pot that had the top of it that used to blink. That's right. All right, Fezzik. We were talking about the Kansas City line, the total also with a big move. Yeah, so the total was 55 before the news, and it has dropped to 48.5, so 6.5-point drop. And, you know, it's very interesting. 
eerily reminiscent of the Sunday night football game between Dallas, um, where Dak was out against Minnesota. That total was 55. When Dak was reported out, that total dropped to 48 and a half. And what happened in the game? 20 to 16 snoozer to the under because oftentimes, yeah, the quarterback might well be worth seven points, but you know what? The game script sometimes changes dramatically with the backup quarterback that the team is so much more careful with the ball. And even their opposition says, you know what? We're favored now. We'll be more careful as well. It wouldn't surprise me if we don't see Kansas City do a little more ball control than they would have if they had to face Aaron Rodgers. Would you say that this is similar in that or or different in a way maybe that I don't maybe the Cowboys knew that Dak wasn't going to play the whole time and maybe Mm. it was gamesmanship but it felt like they really did want to see how Dak progressed throughout the week did that line so when the line pushed from Dallas when it went to plus three from minus one and a half did the total adjust accordingly then, like he was certainly out, or did that adjustment come later in the week as we got more news? There was a significant adjustment of that total. It went down to like 51, 50, and then the day of the game when the news came out, what was interesting is that the side moved from three to four, but the total just kept free-falling downward. All right, let's go to Cleveland, where the Browns have had enough. <laughs> and listen... There was a time, I'd say five, six years ago, where if Odell Beckham was this kind of a pain, and and if you haven't heard, Odell Beckham's dad tweeting derogatory things about the quarterback of the Browns, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham basically agreeing with those things without words, but with emojis. That's how we operate in 2021. There was a time when... You probably just suck it up and you you slap Odell on the wrist and you say, "Come on, dude, that's not what we do." This is not this this is not the Odell Beckham Jr. of five or six years ago, though. This is a a shell of that player. And the Vegas line with the Browns saying, "Odell, stay home," telling the team, "But Odell's not part of the team right now. For for all intents and purposes, he's off the team." The line moves. 0.0 points. Yep, Bengals laying two and a half against <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. And post news, Bengals still laying two and a half. Not even a nudge and to the line. As you look into the Browns offense, which, let's face it, the Browns offense this year, especially compared to expectation coming into the year, the Browns offense is bad. Baker Mayfield has been awful this year. There's no like nice way to put it. And you can you can make excuses for him if you want. You can say, well, his non non throwing shoulders hurt. He's out there gutting it out. He's out there battling. That's fine. But at the end of the day, he's the guy playing and the results have been very poor. Uh, You know, Case Keenum got him a win with Baker out. So it's. It's been bad, and part of it's been running back injuries. Chubb been hurt. Kareem Hunt's hurt. Both of them being hurt at the same time is like a disaster scenario. But you could argue that the game that they were both out, they got better than expected results from the running game. But overall, this offense, compared to what we thought it was going to be, has been poor. And Odell Beckham, either his 
lack of production or if you ask Odell Beckham Sr., Baker Mayfield's lack of willingness to give his son the ball, th- those are definitely parts of the reason why. The Browns' offense been on average two and a half points worse than expected by the Vegas market. Does that sound about right to you? It does. And if you look at the QBR for Baker, he's the 27th rated quarterback. So really low numbers. You know, he's been dealt a bad hand because Beckham's been a no-show. Landry, his number one wide receiver, has only played four games. Chubb, his um, power running back, missed a couple games. But as you mentioned, Johnson, <laughs> third string running back. Maybe the old line is uh, behind that great running attack. Um, the bottom line is Baker is gutting it out with the labrum in- injury, and he's not close to 100%. Yeah, he's 26th in PFF as well. Like, there's by, by almost every metric... Baker Mayfield's bad. And this is the year... I mean, they've already picked up his fifth-year option. Most guys, if they're going to get paid, are going to get paid this offseason. The the offseason between year four and five for first-round quarterbacks... Now, there's exceptions. Mahomes got paid early. Deshaun Watson got paid early, maybe mistakenly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Josh, Josh Allen got paid early. Most everybody else, either they don't pick up the fifth-year option, they just say, eh, no thanks, which is pretty rare with quarterbacks. It's pretty rare. I mean, there's Josh Rosen. Like, if you're Josh Rosen, they're not looking for that fifth-year option. If you're even remotely decent, they want that fifth year of control. Hell, the Panthers picked up Sam Darnold's fifth-year option. So... Baker's got another year with the Browns, but if you're going to pay Baker big-time money and commit to him long-term, it would be this offseason. So of any year that Baker would have said, we've got to have a big year, this was the year for it, and it's not happening. And Odell Beckham, I don't know if Odell Beckham is a victim of being placed in a bad offense I tend to think it's more Odell Beckham's just not that good anymore. He's currently 66th out of qualifying wide receivers per pro football focus. That's not good. How many teams are there in the league? I think 32, There's right? 32 exactly. So he's he's one of the best uh, wide receiver threes in the league yes. right now. If, if every team had an ideal <laughs> wide receiver one, every team had an ideal wide receiver two, whoever had Odell Beckham would have the best third down or third wide receiver in or second best in the game. You know, it's one a lucky break. One thing with Baker that I think is really hurting him is that you know I have a perception that eh, Baker's still pretty mobile, right, and still gets you know quite a bit of rush yards. It's not true. Dude does not run the ball like a Josh Allen, like a Kyler Murray when he's healthy. That really for a shorter quarterback that oftentimes can't see over the line, that's you know really difficult if he's not willing, especially in the third and sixes, to tuck the ball and go. And now that he's injured. I just don't see that happening at all. Yeah, Baker Mayfield, his uh, completion percentage is. 60.7 without Odell Beckham. 1.4 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, this is... Some of these numbers are more impressive with Odell on the field, but the fact that the Browns are willing to say, nope, not worth it, especially considering their number one wide receiver can, can barely stay on the field. 
Jarvis Landry's been out more than he's been in this year. He came back from injury, got hurt during that game. The fact that Donovan Peoples-Jones, their third receiver, is so – he's fine for a third – now, he wouldn't be the second-best third receiver in the league, but he's fine for a third wide receiver. They're tied in and Joku's fine. But if you thought that Odell had anything, anything to give you – you don't want to get rid of him right now because the Browns are in a dogfight. Sure. And, you know, what? we just uh, bagged on the Browns and their offense uh, relentlessly. The total in this game is 47. So I ask you, if you look back to last year, these two teams played epic shootouts where they went for, you know, in the 60s and 70s in terms of points scored. The Bengals' defense isn't good. It's a lot better than it was last year. That's certainly true. Um, total 47 sure looks a little low given that history last year, though. How many of those games last year did Joe Burrow play in? I'm going to have to look that up. McKenzie, check that. Because, both of them. Oh, he played in both of them? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because, man, if they're, if they're doing hard shootouts. Hard to believe Ryan Finley sit, put up 31. That would be hard to believe. But, but that's the thing. Last year, did you ever feel like the Browns were a bad offensive football team? No. You felt like, at worst, they were an average offensive football team. And right now... I'll just I'll make the statement. I don't think they're good on offense. I I, I know that there's going to be people who are like, oh, they got Nick Chubb. Oh, they got Jarvis. If they were healthy, they'd be fine. I'm telling you. That Viking game, that was an ugly game. Their defense, the Browns' defense played so well in that game. And the fact that Baker couldn't hit guys down the field that should have been a 24 to 7 win for Cleveland this is what I'm saying the the offense is going to go as Baker goes I think the fact that Odell Beckham is out for this game off the team whatever he's going to be doesn't really move the needle I I think whoever they bring in as a replacement player is is going to be essentially that all right uh we're gonna We're going to get into more. We're actually going to get into the World Series a little bit here on the other side. But first, be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, I'm A.J. Hoffman. In for R.J. Bell, Steve Fezikin with me. Mr. Dan Beyer, what was the higher number, the blood alcohol content or the miles per hour that Ruggs was going at? Yeah, I'll tell you that the 156, I mean, that is... And and you guys know Las Vegas much better than I do because you're you're in the city and it looked like it was a residential area. So it was, uh, yeah, it, it was not good. And fifty on Rainbow, come on. That's <laughs> I mean, I it's so it's such an awful awful story. And uh, it it was my understanding. Don't take my word, but the the blood alcohol level was taken from a sample two hours after the accident, so it was uh, very likely higher uh, at and the time. And still, point one six one. And I saw he was driving one fifty six when the airbags deployed, driving one hundred twenty seven. So that's like yeah, when he just... like, he slammed on the brakes, whatever. That's when contact happened. Was one twenty seven. He honestly, he's lucky to be alive too. And that, there's there's that's about the only thing you can say is lucky for him right now because sure. his life's ruined. But, man, what a, what a wild story. Uh, all right. Thank you, Mr. Byer. All right. Let's take a look at the World Series. The Atlanta Braves, congratulations. Get the job done. What about next year? That's what we're looking for. We're, we're instantly. Okay, they win. <laughs> what, what's happening next year? Uh, it, the Dodgers, shocker, favored 5-1. to one. The Astros, second favorite, 7-1, to one, which seems high given that they're – 
as someone who worked a long time in Houston, I feel like this team is probably not, they're not all the way breaking up, but it's kind of breaking up. Carlos Correa, I would say, is probably 90% gone. They don't have, uh, Justin Verlander's not coming back. I mean, he's, he's not going to pitch for the Astros next year unless it's at a wild discount. They still don't really have a number one ace starting pitcher. And if you're not going to pay Carlos Correa, I don't know that they're going to go out and pay a real starting pitcher. The Yankees at 10 to 1 are fourth favorites. The Braves to repeat 12 to 1. A couple other teams of note the Padres 14 to 1, the Red Sox 16 to 1. The San Francisco Giants again picked to finish third in the NL West. Nobody learned their lesson. It took 162 games, and people were still like, I can't believe it. Can't believe the Giants are the best team in the NL They'll West. They'll regress. Well, it's just a matter of time. Uh, you heard Mr. Byers say Buster Posey set to retire, so maybe that has something to do with it. But it's way too early. There's so much to happen in the offseason. I'm going to disagree. The Dodgers are cheap here. Five to one. Remember, the Dodgers are like plus 325, 350 to start last year. You mean the second place in L. West Dodgers are cheap? 108 game winning Los Angeles Dodgers. That's the same as the 1975 Reds, who repeated. Yeah. Hmm. But boy, doesn't that make the Giants feel really cheap at 16? No, because the Giants. The how many win Giants? The Giants were. I think their season win number was 76 before the season started. So when I have a 76 expectation team win 109, I think they're probably going to win about 88 the next year. As far as this Astros team, it feels a lot. It's it's kind of poetic that they lose to the Braves here because I would make the comparison that this Astros team is very similar to the Braves team of the early 90s, where every year they had a team built to win it, and three times they got there. And in that five-year span, they're going to end up with one ring. And people are going to I, – I, I, are they going to look at it as a disappointment? I know the Braves, in hindsight, a lot of people will say, man, it's a shame that Braves team only won one championship. Baseball is too much luck. That's the, the bottom line is that in any one series, you get a dominant team against a lesser team. In the NBA, that team is like a 20-to-1 favorite to win. In baseball, they're a 2-to-1 favorite. And we saw that even with the Dodgers. You know, They were a big favorite against Atlanta. They were the better team. Then they got injured, and the breaks went against them. I'd just say that, that they were injured. Um, the bottom line is... Usually, the best team is about a four to one odd. So, if they get five, if you get five straight years as the very best team, you're still only supposed to win one World Series. All right. Coming up next, we're going to get into some discussion on the college football playoff. The announcement was made right after we went off air yesterday. So, we haven't had a chance to really dig into it. We'll get a chance to look at some of that today. Good news Steve Fezzik has a best bet for you in the NFL. I. Have a best bet for you in college football. So, D-Block full of money-making opportunities. That's what we like to do. I'm A.J. Hoffman. In for R.J. Bell. He's Steve Fezzik. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm A.J. Hoffman. In for R.J. Bell. This is straight out of Vegas. Let's take a look at the college football playoffs. The standings came out yesterday, right after we went off the air. We haven't had a chance to dig into them. But they do come out, and there's, I guess, some surprises to some people. 
the one thing that's not a surprise, Georgia number one. Alabama two, maybe a surprise to some people. Michigan State three, undefeated. Here's a hint. Michigan State's not in my top 25 of my power rankings. <laughs> Oregon four, Ohio State five, Cincinnati six, Michigan seven, Oklahoma eight, Wake Forest nine, Notre Dame 10. I would make the argument, Steve, that every team that I just listed in the top 10, with the exception of two, if they win the rest of their games, they're in. Those two, you want to take a guess? Cincinnati. That's one. Notre Dame. Correct. Why? Well, Notre Dame lost to Cincinnati. That's why. If Cincinnati can't get in, sorry, Notre (laughs) Dame, you picked a bad year to lose to them. The odds to make the playoffs, Georgia minus 1,800, Bama minus 1,600, which, boy, that doesn't feel like great value considering if they, if they lose another game, it's, it's very iffy. Uh, Michigan State minus 14, that can't be right. Michigan, yeah, minus 1,400 on the no. Our, our apologies. Okay, okay, okay. Michigan State minus 1,400 to not make the playoffs. Ohio State minus 165, Cincinnati plus 235, which I think is, is generous. So, uh, listen... Uh, they did this strategically. They put Michigan State third, knowing that they've got to play Ohio State still. And if right. Ohio State beats them, okay, well, Michigan State's been real. You're out, but it's been real. Loser must leave town. 3-5 sure. matchup. And, uh, you know, they, they left Oklahoma. They leave at eight, which is maybe a little surprising to some people. But guess what? It makes Cincinnati fan feel better. But if Oklahoma's got probably its three or four toughest games on its schedule still to play, if they win their games, I, they're going to be in. If Oklahoma is 12-0, and 0, Oklahoma will play for the national championship. There's, there's no doubt about it. All right. And, Fez, you have a best bet. Yeah, let's go to the NFL. And we're going to be on the San Francisco 49ers plus one and a half. The current market price hosting Arizona. Like this game for many aspects. It is a revenge game for San Francisco. When they played in Arizona, yes, Arizona won the game by seven. That was an evenly played game. Could have gone either way. San Francisco, some bad calls and some horrendous play calling and quarterback play from Trey Lance. What's happened since? Well, Jimmy G is an upgrade over Trey Lance. We get a healthier San Francisco team with Kittle. If we look at Arizona, now we have a situation where Murray, if he plays, he'll no longer be 100%, so that's a downgrade. And there's at least a decent chance, maybe 40%, that Murray could miss this game. He was walking around in a boot earlier in the week and did not practice today. Then it's Colt McCoy. If that flops, San Francisco will become the favorite. Best bet, San Fran plus one and a half. My best bet, Kent State minus three and a half tonight, hosting Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois, 4-0 and in conference. How can that be? They've been really lucky. 75% conversion on fourth down. Their their opponents are missing more field goals than anyone in the country. Kent State, minus three and a half tonight. Action, I love it. If you missed any of today's show, including the breakdown of what Aaron Rodgers is worth to the Vegas line, check out the podcast at Fox Sports Radio. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas!